Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different today. Abby is not feeling the greatest, and so she um, is not going to be joining me and Michelle today. It's just going to be me and Michelle, but we will be here um, catching you up on our analysis of All-Star Shore and the first two episodes of The Bachelorette. So really, um, this is just a catch-up episode. I know that uh, last week we said that we had some shows to be catching up on. So this is the episode for that. We're going to be covering um, episodes three and four of All-Star Shore and episodes one and two of The Bachelorette. So um, getting started, I guess, with All-Star Shore. So Michelle, the last time that we talked about All-Star Shore, you didn't talk. This is the first time you've talked about it, right? Or did you do yeah, you had, No, you had Paul on. And okay. you, Paul, and Abby all said that you really liked it. I was not going to watch the show because the only people I knew on it were Angelina, Gigi from Love is Blind, and then Johnny and Trina from Love Island. And like none of those people were that compelling to me that made me feel like, oh, I, got, I have to watch this show. Mm-hmm. But you guys all said you really enjoyed it. And I was in the middle of uh, re-watching some Survivor seasons with Brian and Abby, and I had finished those. So I'm like, you know what? My, my new late-night show when I'm up in the middle of the night feeding the baby will be All-Star Shore. So I caught up on it. And I kind of liked it, too. It's so stupid, but it's just, like, an easy, mindless thing to watch, actually. I know. That's what I think, too, because, um, yeah, it's just, like, something that's really easy to watch. Um, I, I'm glad that we started talking about it because I think that a lot of people have ended up really liking the show that maybe wouldn't have watched it otherwise. I don't think Paul was going to watch it otherwise either, but, um, I think that it's good that they dropped two episodes for the premiere because it really, you know, kind of got people into it, I think. So starting with, um, episode three, I guess... Do you just want to say, like, a a couple of your top moments of the episode? Yeah, so episode three was, it must have been the massage. And this one, uh, we see, like, Chloe and Portrait coming back from exile and all that. So my one of my top moments, and it's not even a moment, it was just Chloe the entire episode. I think she's so funny. What is she from, Jordy Shore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I she's so funny. She, she has the best, this girl has the best sense of humor. Um, it's so self-deprecate. I really like her. I think she's so funny. Um, her reaction to everything in the exile had me cracking up. Um, when she came back to the house, explaining what happened to her in the exile, just everything was so funny. I really like her. I think she's a great uh, reality TV character. And I don't know how many seasons she's been on TV in the UK, but I understand why they cast her because she's really funny. I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to look this up and I can look it up, but I think she's been on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if she's been on X on the Beach because I feel like all those people have. Um, Yeah, because X on the Beach is much bigger over there, right? Yes. It's a bigger yeah, deal. It's so much better too. Um, I 
I've seen, yeah, Chloe has taken part in X on the Beach, Celebrity Big Brother, Celebs Go Dating, The Mansion, and uh, Giordi Shore. Yeah, so. so she's just good at reality TV. She, I can, I can say that. Yep, she's good. At, I'm not surprised she's on all those shows because she's just really funny. She's really funny. Okay, I'm gonna have to kick my cat out of this room right now because she's being like, okay. No problem. I'll go on to my other moment that I like. I like. I, I mean, it seems like Chloe and Bethan are good friends um, and best friends. So it's not surprising to me that I really like Bethan too. And I really liked when she like was feeling sick. She didn't want to go out. And then she decided she like Chloe kind of was like, I broke my leg and I'm still going out. You're embarrassing me. It was just really funny that whole scene. And then Bethan decided to rally to go party um, and go to the club. I like that she did that. Um, and then the other scene I really liked was when Marina was upset about Joey. So I think his name is Joey. Yeah, Joey. Mm-hmm. Joey kind of like, I, from watching it, I could tell that he was trying to let her down, even though the words he was saying were not trying to let her down. It's just the tone and the way he was saying it. Like, I really like you. That's never a good thing. I really like you. Um, but I understand why she heard what like him saying, oh, he really likes me. But the way he said it mm-hmm. was not that he really likes her. So she was really upset about that. And I really liked how Bethan supported her and told her not to cry over him. So those were kind of my moments for the episode. Um, I agree with your moments. I think that, that they're all really good ones. And I agree, Chloe is absolutely hilarious. And for me, um, Bethan is my favorite person, I think, on this season. So um yeah, so I one of my favorite moments that I had for this was also um, Bethan talking to Mar- Marina about Johnny when she was crying. And um, I also thought it was really funny that, like, she said to Johnny that or she was like, all men are shit. And then she, like, looks at Johnny and she's like, uh, like, not, not saying, not you or something like that. <laughs> So I thought that was really funny, too, that she, like, tried to, like, cover up for it a little bit, I guess. But, um, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments, too. I just love Bethan, and I just thought that that was so great for her to be the one that was comforting. Um, And then Angelina, she, like, hates um, Giannina. And so um when Angelina is like openly talking in front of everybody about it and how Giannina is like I don't care if you don't like me I thought that I really liked that moment just because Angelina is such like obviously a big name she's the biggest name on the show so I thought for her to just like I don't know even if she like even if it did bother her a little bit to to put on that like brave I don't care attitude um when she knew that she really didn't do anything wrong I thought was um I don't know just so great of her just to like not succumb to like that big name you know what I'm saying absolutely Angelina was trying to scare her into submission and I thought Gigi was gonna be scared and not say shit like because she seems like such a sweet girl Mm -hmm. um and I think even on Love is Blind, like the way that that guy, I think his name's Damien. He was like awful yeah. to her. Uh-huh. Um, 
And there are points on that show where I felt like she didn't stand up for herself. So when I saw her stand up for herself here, I was really impressed. I totally agree with you because Angelina's fucking scary. I would have been scared. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I just thought that that was awesome of her. So I really loved that. And then um, my last favorite moment was of Bethan at the club when she's just like, I'm a bad bitch. I deserve the best. Just because I feel like we've gotten that vibe from her the entire time that she's been there. So I just love that, you know, like she's so confident in herself um, that she's like telling us what, I guess, like what we're thinking kind of, I don't know. I just, I just love her. So I I don't know, maybe that's like part of it too. I'm just biased, but I just, it just like brings together for me, like why I think she's great, I guess. It makes me want to watch her and Chloe. Her and Chloe were on the same seasons of shows, right? Like on the Jordan show, they were on the same season. That's how they became friends. I'm, I mean, I really don't know. I'm making this up. But it makes me want to watch them together. Well, we could because I'm pretty yeah. sure their episodes are on um, Paramount Plus now, I think. Yeah, but I, they're just like, so, they're so funny. So I don't know. I really like them. I get their humor. They're funny. I don't know. They're great. So I, I love your moments. They're great. What didn't you like about this episode? Um, I think the format of the show is wonky. And it's not <laughs> like this is not just specific to this episode, but this episode is where it really stood out for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like how there's no host for anything. And they're like reading off the messages themselves. If I feel like I need a host. Even Love Island has, um, what was her name? Ariel. And I felt like she did a good job bringing something as a host. I feel like the show needed a host. Uh, yeah. And then things are happening and I don't know why, like, why did they get to see feeds and clips from the house? Like, what do they do with that information? Or was it just to cause drama? Was there a purpose besides just causing drama? Okay. So I put something similar kind of as one of my, um, least favorite things um I I I put that like okay so these are obviously people who have never I don't think any of them besides I guess Chloe being on Big Brother has Angelina done Big Brother maybe she has I'm not sure but for the most part they haven't really done like competition shows and so um I thought that it was interesting that they told the others what they could see when they were in exile because it it really gave me like final reckoning redemption house vibes how you know like they were able to see what the other players were doing inside the house but oppositely a final reckoning like final reckoning they kept it like close to the chest and they didn't like tell anybody about it you know yeah but they like told everybody about it so I don't know I mean I guess it'll depend on if we keep, if they keep getting to see people every time they go to exile, because that could be a benefit of going to exile is that you get to see everybody. So I think that they maybe told everybody about it a little too soon. So that was one of the things that I put as, um, for what I didn't like about the episode, but I kind of liked that we were able to, they were able to see as long as there's a purpose to, to it. But I agree with you. Like as is there a purpose to it? Is right. It, is right it, now it doesn't, it's not clear to me. So I don't know. 
Well, and then we don't see it again in episode four. So maybe we'll see it again in episode five. But like, as of now, I mean, we're four episodes in and we've only seen, seen it once. So what is, what is the thing? It seems uh, like me, to me, it seemed like a reason to get Portro more riled up against Joey was the point of it. But I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So yeah, if, if it's because of like drama purposes, I mean, if it's because of drama purposes and it's something like a benefit of exile, then I am for it. But if it's just for like drama purposes and we like never see it again or we only see it, see it like one more time, then I think that's kind of stupid because what's the point? But yeah. if it's a benefit of going to exile, then I like that because then there's a benefit of going to exile. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I said that I didn't like about this episode is, um, Angelina's cocky attitude, um, when she's like, none of you all are appreciative. If there was no such thing as Jersey Shore, none of this would even be happening right now. And I mean, that's true, (laughs) but also it's just like very... I don't know. I don't know that it was like necessary to be said. I don't think that it was fair to like some of the other people, especially like Joey Essex being like pretty much just as famous as her, but in the UK. And like, I don't know. I just, I can't decide if I love or hate it, but I'm leaning towards not liking it just because um, she just makes it seem like she's so much better than everybody else. And she's not. She's, like, trying so hard to establish herself as, like, top dog and alpha of the house. Yeah. Um, But it's, like, doing a little bit. It's going a little bit too far. But it's just so Angelina, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I I can see that. But, like, yeah. So I feel like maybe since, like, I don't know, like, she doesn't have, like, the snooky to go up against for like the star of the show she like feels like maybe like this is her chance to shine where she can really be that star you know this is her show exactly 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 um okay so those were the things that um uh we liked and we didn't like about this episode so I don't know okay so going back to your format thing we have a challenge in this episode and we have an, an um, exile game punishment or thing. We do, or we don't have an exile game. So I don't like that. I like the format of having a challenge and an exile game in like every single episode. I, I agree with you. I think the format is like really kind of weird. But um, what do you think about the types of games that they do in all-star shore in comparison to like obviously it's like nothing compared to the challenge but maybe more similar to like big brother yeah I did, you're right it is more similar to big brother i didn't mind i kind of like the champagne one i thought that was a cute idea um the spraying the champagne challenge um and it's nothing that's like so see the thing is at the beginning they established the teams could be women women men 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 women so that like at least they're doing challenges that it feels like anyone could win um 
I like that aspect if they were going to mix up uh, the teams like that. Um, I thought this, this this champagne one was a little dangerous when they had everyone like piled down the slide at the same time. Like I wasn't surprised when Chloe got hurt because they were all going down the slide at the same time. I mean, no, no sense that they didn't like wait for one another to go. It wasn't like that much of a rush. I didn't feel like. Yeah. So during um, the challenge, basically they slid down the slide and then they had to spray a champagne bottle at onto their partner's chest and have the champagne go into the cup. And so the person who had the most champagne in their cup is the person who ended up winning this challenge. So yeah. it's definitely like more party themed, more backyard games. It's not like anything that um, you would think anybody would get hurt on, but I agree um, the slide thing, they could have had people go down, you know, like four at a time or something like that. And it would have been better, but. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. It's like so far that we've seen two drinking games. Cause the first one was like beer pong or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then this one is like the champagne. So I wonder what the, if the next one will be kind I'll of drinking related. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, but I mean, it is like the party game show. So it makes sense that you know, they're trying to go with that theme. I think that if there are more all-star shores in the future, they will be able to see that maybe that's not like as necessary, but for the first season, I think it like definitely makes sense that they're um, going in that direction. So Joey and Angelina, they DQ this episode because he just starts pouring the champagne in her glass. And like, I don't know why he didn't think that people would notice that. Obviously they did. <laughs> But um, Ricardo and how do you say his name? Vinny, Vinny, I'm not, I have no idea. I'm sorry. Well, Vinici, I don't know, but they win the competition. Um, and so they get to choose who goes into the exile games with Joey. Um, We don't see the exile game on this episode, but yeah, I just, I think that um, it's interesting that those two are also the winners because we haven't really seen much of them this time, this so far th this season. So um, giving some people um, that are on the, on, in the middle a little bit, some more um, airtime, I think will help kind of level the the playing fields a little bit but overall I thought that this was like a really fun episode I think it's a really fun show um who was your MVP and LVP of this episode uh I have Chloe as my um MVP for the episode but I think she's just totally the star of the show I know she got hurt during the challenge which sucks but the way she handled it was really funny and also something interesting to me is they didn't like send her home. They let her stay. So I'm interested in what's going to happen in the next competition. If she's still injured, are they going to let her compete or whatever? I don't know. Um, and then my LVP, I had Joey. Um, he cheated on the challenge. He was very awkward and bad at friend zoning, friend zoning Marina. So that, that was my LVP. Um, I completely agree with you with the LVP. I also put Joey down for friend zoning um, Marina. I think that it's not that he friend zoned her. It's the way that he kind of went about it. 
And, yeah. you know, that compliment sandwich, I think that he was trying to do just kind of backfired <laughs> on him because, um, it just, yeah, she, it was, yeah. It was that's exactly what it was. That's exactly, it was the compliment. <laughs> I really like you. You're amazing, but, but I think you're amazing. <laughs> you're so right. Yeah. And then I had, um, Bethan down for my MVP for this episode because I just it's very similar to what you said about Chloe um I think that she was kind of the star of this episode I think she really did a whole lot with um not only her storyline with, with uh Johnny but also with talking to um uh Marina about the situation that she had going on with Joey and I just really think that, um, yeah, Bethan was my MVP this episode. Yeah. So right. moving on to episode four. Um, okay, so that episode, we had both a challenge and we also had an exile game, right? Or did we just have an exile game? No, the exile game was in episode four. Yeah. Moving on to episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't have, yeah. the format is so weird. What, like, yeah, I'm, I'm confused too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. So we had the, we had an exile game this episode. And so we see that, um, um, and they they that they choose Bethan and Marina to go against Angelina and Joey in the exile game yeah um what did you think about their thought process of why they chose Bethan and Marina okay on one hand I kind of got it like they want to have more teams up there at the top that have the most points. So there's a less of a chance that they get picked to go to exile. But I'm sorry, why are you picking Beth and Marina? They don't seem to have a lot of upside that they're going to win a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they should have won. I think the, I think that other team is it James and Blake or, or did I just make those names up. I think they should have went for James and Blake. No, yeah. Um, because those guys are like, a they sh- very points. Yeah. So, so basically the reasoning behind it was that they wanted to pick a middle of the road team because they're a middle of the road team. And if they were to get out the top teams, then they would then be at the top and they didn't want to be the target next week. So they chose to go with a middle team, which was like Bethan and Marina instead, even though Angelina and Joey who are already going into the elimination or not the elimination, I'm sorry, the exile game. Uh, And um, James and Blake had the second most points. So it would make sense, in my opinion, more sense for them to get out them because they're not, the point is to get to the top somehow. I mean, I know it's still early, but I thought that it was kind of um, a baby move personally I didn't like it 
So they, over, they were overthinking. I think they thought they really did something with the strategy there and it was brilliant, but I think they just overthink, they overthought it. I do. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely think they overthought it for sure. Um, but yeah, so the exile game was disgusting. So basically what they had to do is they had to dig through trash mm-hmm. to find condoms. And, I couldn't even watch it. Ugh. Yeah, it, it was, it was like, I don't know, it was funny to me, but it was also like more than funny. It was just like weird and gross. So um, I wasn't a huge fan of this one, but again, I think that they're like trying to stick to the party theme thing like a little too closely. And maybe I hope that they see that if there is a season two, it's like, not that necessary to take it so literally (laughs) going forward but yeah I think that that was obviously the point was like party theme but um yeah I thought it was super gross I was not a fan of that at all um yeah it was gross yeah I I, and it wasn't even like that. I don't know. It wasn't that thrilling to watch too, because you couldn't really like, I don't know. All I saw was the trash. So. Right. I know. It wasn't even like we could see the condoms and I'm like, no, no go there. It's right there. We're missing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it just, it just always, whatever. It, it wasn't very exciting to me. Let's just put I, it that way. Yeah, I agree. So Angelina and Joey win that competition um, by a landslide. It really wasn't even close and so um bethan and marina are sent to exile and their punishment is different than what chloe and her partner had to do um they have this shack and they have to find their way out of the shack by like the clues that are given to them basically um so when the episode ends they still haven't found their way they they're like very much so struggling and I think it's Bethan that's like we're never gonna get out of here um what did you think about the punishment that they had it was kind of like an escape room type Mm -hmm. of punishment I didn't think it was anywhere near as bad as Portro and Chloe on the fishing boat all night with the smell and the cold and whatever. I didn't think this one was anywhere near as bad. I mean, we haven't seen the full thing yet, so I don't know how long they have to be there. But if they get to escape after a few hours, like that's not really too bad of a punishment. Yeah, and I'm really curious to see if they also get to watch the tablet and see what's going on. Right, that will be that will be interesting if they keep the consistency with that or that just goes away after the first one. I... Yeah, so that's something that I'm definitely going to be looking for next episode because I just don't really understand the purpose of it. Um, So I want to know more. So what were your top things of this episode? Um, I like seeing Gigi and Angelina make up. I think going back to the last episode where we saw her stand up for herself against Angelina, even though in the moment Angelina was probably pissed, I think that made her actually respect her a little bit more and realize I can't walk all over this girl. So maybe I need to make her a friend rather than an enemy. And I, I kind of like seeing them make up. I agree. Um, uh, and then 
I forget what it's called. What, oh, the Paradise Reward? Is that what it's called? Or my, do I have Bachelor in my head now? What is the reward called, reward called where they went and did the wine tasting? Yeah, it was, yes. It was Paradise Reward. It is called Paradise Reward. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they came back from the Paradise Reward, Chloe was in the wheelchair and Portro was pushing her. And I think he got distracted talking to someone and she fell out of the wheelchair. And it was just so funny to me that she fell out of the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a super funny moment. I agree. Um, Hilarious. And, and then I kind of like that uh, Angelina made a nod to herself about her packing for Jersey Shore her first season, but using trash bags and talking about how they're going to go into this, the trash elimination and how it was going to be perfect for her because she had experience with trash bags. I thought that was funny. That is really funny. Yeah. And I love that they throw, they showed the throwback clip of her walking back into the Jersey Shore house with like her trash bags. I thought that that was perfect. I love that. Like, think about it. Can you imagine anyone now on TV going on a reality show coming in with trash bags? Like that was just like, everyone's so concerned about image and whatever like that that I don't think anyone would do that now (laughs) that would not happen and especially like she obviously at the time Jersey Shore was in a completely new show so she didn't know that it was going to blow up and be you know what it is today but I think that it just makes it even more funny that like she's from like the OG Jersey Shore and I mean there's no way that she packed a trash bag to walk into All-Star Shore like that. She probably had some, you know, designer luggage, which is hilarious. And I bet it also was to do with, like, I think back then when Jersey Shore started, there was, like, less reality TV knowledge. She probably didn't even realize they were going to, like, show her coming in with the trash bags, and that would be a moment. She probably thought, oh, the show's not starting yet. Like, I can just bring, my, I don't know. She probably didn't think about it, that it would be, like, a storyline or a point on the original Jersey Shore. I completely agree. Definitely not. That's so funny. Um, okay. So I, okay. So I had two moments that I thought were really good. And I, one of them is one that you already talked about and that's the heart to heart that Gigi and Angelina had when they kind of make up. Um, I thought that it was awesome that, um, Gigi was able to explain, um, why she didn't kiss Blake in the hot tub and how she didn't want that to be her first kiss and that like maybe she shouldn't have kissed the other guy but at the same time like it was a game and that's why she did what she did and it wasn't you know um with the intention of hurting Blake at all and actually it was like her feelings are kind of the opposite of what Angelina had thought so I'm really glad that they cleared the air and I just like really loved that heart to heart. I thought it was really big of both of them. And yeah, that was probably my favorite moment so far this season, honestly. Yeah, that was a great moment. I agree. Um, okay. So the other thing that, um, moment that I liked was just the UK people's thoughts and, and, um, reactions to the American barbecue. I thought that that was just so funny because obviously as Americans, um, that's something that we do, especially in the summertime. I've had, um, 
a couple barbecues so far, you know, this, this summer. And I just thought it was so funny that they're like, wow, like this food is awesome. And it's just like hamburgers and hot dogs and potato salad. And I just thought it was so funny and, and awesome. I just loved it. Who did the American accent? Was that Beth? And she was really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good too. <laughs> yeah. She's like, can I, do you want to hear my American accent? Yeah. That was hilarious. It sounded very American. Yeah. Um, so what didn't you like about this episode? I mean, nothing big, but I, Joey cheating. Why did you need to cheat? It's not that serious. <laughs> right. I didn't get that. Um, the sending the the winning team sending Bethany and Marina to exile that was totally like overthinking the strategy. I I I don't think that was the best move. Um, and then not that this is something I don't didn't like, but I was trying to figure out something about the exile game. I is bothering me. I I kind of wish the team who won the exile game got the other team's points. That would make like another layer of strategy of who you're throwing in there. Completely. Um, but that that's not part of the rule. So, but that was just something I thought as I was watching it. Yeah, no, I agree. That would be awesome. I think that, um, you know, this is the first season that they've had and it's kind of a trial run and um, I'm interested to see if there's a season two to see what kind of things that they take away from it and what they would do differently in future seasons. Um, because obviously, you know, it's not going to be exactly the same. Every single game show out there has its own little twist that is makes it different from the previous season each time. So um, I think that that would be like a really good thing for them to add in the future. I think that's an awesome idea. I, I really do. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of the things we haven't talked about yet this episode is one of my least favorite things. And that is the Trina and Bethany. Uh, yeah. Um, so one of the big storylines of this episode, we have, okay. So Bethan has this thing with Johnny. They're all coupled up basically at this point. And Trina is partners with Johnny. And so Bethan, um, I can't remember, I think she said she had a headache maybe or something like that. So she doesn't go to like the little party thing. And so um, Johnny is dancing with Trina and they're, you know, they're dirty dancing, they're grinding. And um, Bethan ends up coming to the party and Trina instantly goes up to Bethan and tells her and she says that it's because she's a girl's girl and um she wanted to tell her about what was going on but I didn't get the girl's girl vibe from her I felt like she was telling Bethan um because Trina is jealous of Bethan and part of the reason why I say that is because when Bethan walks in and um, she instantly goes to Johnny and Johnny and her are affectionate and Trina says like, oh, hell no, or fuck no, or I can't remember exactly what she says, but she says something to the effect of like not being happy about it. So it makes me feel like, I don't know, at least the way that it was edited, it seemed like she was very like jealous of Bethan. And I don't, I don't respect that. If she really was going to her and wanted to tell her because like she's a girl's girl or whatever, 
then I think that that I would feel differently, but it just didn't come off that way to me. And also like Johnny is your partner. Why are you trying to cause drama with your partner? Right. So, I don't know. That was something that I didn't like about the episode. What did you think of that whole um, drama situation between those two? Have they said anything on this show that makes us believe that Trina and Johnny have like hooked up or dated in the past or they're just established as friends? I think they're just established as friends. That's what, that's what I thought too, but okay. But I, Trina was in, and on her season of Love Island, she was in a love triangle with Cache and Cinco. So the love triangle thing is no stranger to her on TV for sure. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think she, she's, even if she's not jealous, everything she's doing on this show is kind of making me think she's jealous from yeah. going around and telling everyone that Johnny said Bethan wasn't his type I, and then kind of like backpedaling and saying, Oh, I didn't say that. I meant that, you know, it, it's not, if someone else walked in, he might, he might look at them. I'm like, that's not what you said before. It's like she's trying to stir something up. I don't think she wants Johnny to be in a relationship with someone else. I agree. And I think that like, even if they haven't had anything in the past, which I have no idea if they have, but um, as far as I know, they haven't. I think maybe like when they became partners, her thought was that it would be easy to have a showmance with him. And that's just like not what happened at all. So maybe she was just disappointed in that. I'm not really sure, but she definitely came across as jealous to me. And I just really didn't like it. Um, yeah. My The other thing that I didn't like this episode was that Bethan and Marina got set into the exile game and that they lost. I thought... Um, Of course, it was like a really interesting strategy. I don't necessarily agree with the strategy. Um, I really don't agree with the strategy, honestly. I think that it was not smart on their part. Um, So those were were my least favorite things um, this episode. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. So who is your MVP and your LVP? Uh, for episode four, I gave Angelina MVP because she kind of made up with Gigi. They won the um, exile game. So I think she had a good episode. Mm-hmm. And then my LVP, oh my God, what are their names? The two guys who won, Ricardo and Vanji for uh-huh. Picky, Bethan and Marina for the exile. I just... I think they did. They really just overthought that. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you and that's a really good pick for your LVP. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So my MVP this episode is Gianina. And the reason that I picked Gigi is for, um, pretty much the same reason or a similar reason that you picked Angelina, because I just thought that, um, first of all, standing up to her in episode three and just saying, like, I don't care if you don't like me. And then also, um, 
just the way that she was able to patch things up with like especially with Angelina kind of being the queen bee of um the house I think it was like really good for her game to patch things up with her too because she is a strong competitor she does have a lot of points and now she's less likely to be a target of hers so I think that um that was really smart and good in a lot of different um areas and like just not just gameplay but also personally and personal growth and all of that so for me my mvp was gg and my lvp of this episode is trina because what are you doing going against your partner this is a game <laughs> um <laughs> yeah she's not good at this you're right <laughs> so yeah i'm uh, seeing her on all-star shore makes me glad that we're not seeing her on challenge usa to be completely honest with you <laughs> yeah um i'm also surprised at how bad she and johnny seem to be at everything so far because i thought johnny would be better at this stuff but so does that yeah. scare you for seeing him on season 38 i don't yeah kind of johnny to me is a really good like reality tv character from the shows that i've watched him on like love island he caused so much drama and caused such a stir he's kind of doing the same thing here where he's like um in a relationship already but he's also dancing with trina and he's also maybe making comments that we don't know we don't know if he made the comments that maybe, maybe doesn't officially like it's not that serious for him He's just really, he reminds me so much, like his personality reminds me so much of Ronnie from Jersey Shore, just like how he acts. Not the dark side of Ronnie that we got in the later years, but early, early Ronnie. Um, as far as performance, I thought he was going to be great because I think he was either a football player or track and, maybe track and field, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I thought he was going to be really good, but I mean, these games are really like, don't seem Baby. too skilled, so... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to think that he might be able to do better on the challenge if he has a partner that he works well with. Hopefully. I guess we'll see. But it makes me nervous because if he can't even do these, like, little baby games, how the heck is he going to scale down a building and do a math problem yeah. at the same time? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't think he'll be able to do a math problem. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> Okay, well, um, are there, are, do you have any other thoughts on All-Star Shore before we move on to The Bachelorette? I just want to know, how's the show going to end? Like, no one's getting eliminated, so everyone's just going to make it to the end, and then how, like, is there going to be a final? Like, how? I'm just curious, so we'll see. I think that there was a preview that looks like new people came in, too. So I don't know if there's, like, people that are going to come halfway through, if we will be seeing some new faces next episode. I think next episode is halfway through. Um, I'm not really sure, but we'll see. I'm yeah. interested to see as well. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to Bachelorette. I have to know... Um, your thoughts on this. Is this your first Bachelor season ever? Yeah, okay. So I used to work at ABC like 10 years ago. It was my first job coming out of school. And I used to work at night. Um, 
So the TV would be on and Bachelor would be on sometimes and Bachelor would be on. So I've seen the show here and there, but I never like was so into it where I watched a season of it or I followed along. I've just seen like clips, social media, etc. So this is my first time like really ever starting from the beginning and watching the season. So what are your first thoughts? I'm very, I'm very interested to know. Um, I've been watching since um Chris Soul season which was like I don't know I want to years ago at this point um but there's still like a lot that I haven't seen before um season so he was season 19 of The Bachelor um and wow. that so that aired in 2015. So I've been watching The Bachelor for like seven years. Wow, which, okay. Yeah, so there's like a lot before me that I, I've seen. I've like gone back and um, I've seen Andy season. I've seen um, Emily season. I've, so I've seen um, Sean Lowe season. So there are like some seasons, you know, that I've gone back and seen. So it's not like strictly I've only seen this on. But for the most part, like that's where I started um which is an interesting time to start because that's also kind of when the social media era of bachelorette and bachelor kind of started um so so yeah it's interesting so the first episode of bachelor seasons always starts with the limo entrances there are always some gimmicks that we have um and things like that but basically so I think Gabby and Rachel are both great, but they're completely different people. And I think that it is awesome that they are so different because we're going to, I think we're going to be able to see, um, two very different types of bachelorettes. I think Rachel is more of your, um, stereotypical bachelorette. And I think Gabby is more of the, um, a little, um, more more fun and lighthearted bachelorette um gabby kind of gives me like katie thurston and caitlin bristow vibes whereas i get um like becca kufrin vibes and emily maynard vibes from um from rachel so i just think that they are very different people so I think that they both looked absolutely stunning on premiere night. I love the ca- color of Gabby's dress. I think that the sheerness really matched her personality. And I think Rachel's dress really matched her personality too. It was light pink and it just kind of brought more of this um, reserved and elegant side out of her personality. So I just really thought that both ladies looked great in the beginning. Um, do you have anything to say, you know, about the very beginning of the episode, Michelle? Yeah. Well, first I have a question for you. So when you say Rachel's more of a stereotypical bachelorette, does that mean like how you just said she was more like elegant, like her dress, like that's kind of more the stereotypical person who's to be the bachelor. Okay, cool. So more like reserved, poised. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. And I do know who Caitlin Bristow is just from social media and what and whatever else. And she's like very funny. So you're saying Gabby's more like her. Okay. Cool. Yes. Um, so I don't know. I just to start this episode, I would love if you could tell me like 
how so this whole thing with Clayton last season, he had the three women, he was in love with all of them, blah blah blah. So Gabby and Rachel were in the final three. Yeah, so Gabby and Rachel, yeah. So I guess I'm sorry, what was your question? So they were so I'm just curious, like how how did it end last season? Is Clayton kind of like a joke to the fans of the show? Because all these guys came in just completely mocking him. The girls were mocked, like Clayton just got like crapped on this whole episode so I'm curious is he kind of seen as a joke um okay so I think that the way that it ended for like the casual viewers maybe um for sure but then I think that if you follow him on social media you see how well him and Susie are doing and maybe um not as much as when the episode or when the season ended but basically yes so these girls were in his final three and he slept with both of them at fantasy suites and then he went on to his third fantasy suite with Susie and um Susie was pretty much who he was gonna pick but he still wanted to explore and feel out his relationships that he had with the other two women and so (laughs) yeah so he sleeps with both of them. And so it comes time for Susie's one-on-one or her like overnight date. And Susie pretty much tells him like, um, I can't get over the fact that you, if you, if you say that you love me and that, um, it's going to be me in the end. Like she couldn't get over the fact that he slept with the other two women. And so yeah. self eliminates. um which yeah so she self-eliminates so when she self-eliminates Clayton is like oh my god she's the one I've known she's the one I was just trying to fully immerse myself in this process and so typically there's like a final two and the final two go to meet um the parents and then it goes to the final rose ceremony and one of those people gets eliminated but yeah. he decides that he wants to be with Susie. And so he um, breaks up with Gabby and Rachel. Not, he tells them that he's in love with Susie and that he's going after her. And he doesn't do it separately. He does it together. He breaks up with them at the same time together. And so I think okay. that's one of the biggest things that he gets flack for is breaking up with them together. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so then um, the season basically they did that on purpose and they made him do that because they knew they wanted these two girls to come back and be the bachelorette. So no. the way to do it was to make that happen. No. Okay. No, I think they gave them the bachelorette roles because they got, a, they didn't get, The end of the season didn't happen. Neither of them made it to the final two. I mean, they both got the short end of the stick, like, pretty bad. I mean, Gabby was going to leave at one point, and he convinced her to stay to just break up with her the next day, basically. And so it was just, like, this, like, really big thing where Gabby's pretty much, like, She's like, okay, so basically you just wanted to be the one to end it. Like, I tried to walk away yesterday, and you wouldn't let me walk away. 
And so he definitely had kind of a bad reputation for that, for sure. And then when we get to the reunion, we see that um, Clayton and Susie um, never, they didn't get engaged, but they are together and they are dating. And if you follow them on social media, they did like this cross-country road trip together. They seem to be doing really great. And I just, I love Susie. She has just the best personality. I see why he liked her so much. And I think that um, since she was able to, you know, get over the things that he did in the fantasy suite um, and they're, they seem like they're really happy together. I'm happy for them. I think they're really cute. So they're not engaged. They're just dating. They're a couple. Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you for recapping me. Cause I'm watching this and I'm like, everyone's making fun of Clayton. What actually happened? I like, I saw the clips they show, but I'm like, I'm trying to put the full picture together. So that helped me. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, okay. So what did you think of the limo entrances? Oh, I hated them. They're so stupid and corny. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh my, the, oh, I don't know. And I know they have, like, you're supposed to, I, I get, I mean, I've seen th this part of the show before. I guess you're supposed to try to make yourself memorable. And so they remember you and whatever, but oh my God, they were stupid. I don't know. Yeah. So a lot of the gimmicks, a lot of the times they're not, um, they're not, those people, they don't go super far, but every once in a while you'll find somebody that does like Jojo Fletcher, for example, she came in with um like a unicorn head and she ends up like pulling it off um or whatever and revealing herself to ben and um it's she ends up being in the final two but that's like one of the only people i can think of that did one of these like weird gimmick things that has really gone super far so i don't necessarily expect those people to go far but it is um it is a bachelor tradition, that's for sure. It's like a big moment for the show. So I, I I get it. I just was, I don't know. Some of them were very boring, just like, oh, I'm here for you. I'm here. Like I the way these people speak, like through the whole episode, it's like, I'm here for you on this journey. I want to explore. I want to be intentional. Like the language they use cracks me up. I don't know. It's like we're together on this journey to explore and be intentional together. And I don't know. It's so dramatic. This, the show i'll say overall the show is a lot more dramatic than i thought it was going to be yeah so you'll see like later on in the um in the season when there's like a huge difference between falling for falling in love being in love i love you it's all a different thing <laughs> okay there's different categories okay yes okay. so it's funny it's funny Okay, so a couple of the, the limo entrances that stuck out to me um, okay. was Two Chicks Logan. I thought that that was um, kind, of a, kind of a cute little thing. And I know that, like, people were tweeting Bachelor um, about it and being like, what happened to the chicks or whatever. So Bachelor ended up tweeting that there was, like, an animal care, care, carer on site. And after he got in and the, the night was over that the chicks were safely returned to their home and it like wasn't a big deal. But I just Bigger. thought that, I didn't think yeah. that how he had him in his hand. I don't mind he came in with them, but then like they showed him later in the living room. I'm like, what is he just holding them the whole time? So, okay. I'm glad they're safe. <laughs> yes, they are safe. But yeah, so I just thought that it was funny though, because the reason he brought in the two chicks is because they're two leads. Yeah. 
So I just thought that it was really funny. But um, I thought that Alex uh, Clayton Sucks song was pretty funny. Um, yeah. I wasn't expecting that to go on as long as it did, but I thought that, you know, that was pretty funny. Um, I thought that Morgan the mag- Magician was kind of cute, and I thought that it was funny. Um, he's not anybody that I would ever expect to make to the final four or anything like that, but I thought that he was, like, kind of a good little side character that could bring, you know, a little bit of entertainment to the show. Um, and then Jacob, the shirtless horseman, he looked like a romance novel. And normally that's like not my type at all, like the long hair and the muscles and all that. But I don't know why, but I just like really like Jacob. Um, I thought, I, I think he was probably going to be hated by the other guys, but I think that he's super cute. I think with him, he's kind of like in on the joke, like that he looks like he's from a romance he's like he was uh-huh. very funny in both episodes so for him yeah. like he was kind of he was doing it he came in shirtless but he was kind of in on the joke so that made it a little more palatable i think and a little bit funnier did you have any favorite limo entrances i know you think that they're no i didn't the only ones that was like okay the juggling i guess that's cute the guy who asked to tie the tie i was like okay that's kind of cute but most of them the ones that showed in the beginning were pretty boring and then the other ones were just kind of like cheesy to me like the like that one where the guy put the headphones on each of the girls I was like oh I was they make me cringe something about some of these made me cringe and that made me cringe that's funny yeah I can definitely see that um because they are so corny I mean can you imagine like Marie Rhoda as the bachelorette like standing there and all (laughs) these guys like Literally every single one, you'd be like, you're corny. You're corny. Like, yeah. what is this? That's how I felt. I'm like, this is so cheap. Like, I would be cringing so bad. So. So also, just so you know, too, Michelle, for me personally, the limo entrances are usually, the first episode is my least favorite episode of the whole season. Okay. So if I like a first episode, then I think that I'm really going to like the season. Like, I really like... I can't remember what exactly it was about it, but I remember saying in the group chat for the last season of The Bachelorette that I really liked the first episode. I was into it. So uh, there are some that I like, but for the most part, usually the the limo entrances are my least favorite episode. Um, okay. Because I agree, it is just really cheesy. But it is just like such a Bachelor staple too. It just, they have to find a way to introduce the guys and that's just their way of doing it, you know? I was going to say, it's good to establish everyone, and then it kind of gives you, like, oh, this guy's a magician, or this guy does, mm-hmm. a, is a singer, or wh- whatever it may be. It kind of gives you something to associate with the person and make them more memorable. So I get why they do it. So what were some of the intru- the limo entrances that you did not like? Well, the headphones one was one of my least favorites. I didn't mind the chicks. I just didn't like that he was holding them the whole night. But you cleared up that they're safe, so I can I can let that go. Um, Quincy, I thought he was really weird. I forget what was the word that he used. He he said like I'm very not determined or I don't know the word that he used, but he goes I you know I haven't had sex in a year and a half. I have I don't know I whatever he was trying to explain how he's very principled or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just TMI. 
like patting himself on the back for something that he doesn't need to pat himself on the back for. So I really, that was one of my least favorites. Um, okay. So I didn't like that. So many of the men were bringing up, um, Clayton. So yeah. I think that the, um, Alex song was funny, but other than, yeah. you know, like Alec isn't the only one that brought him up. Johnny did, Ryan did, Hayden did, Jason did. Um, and those are the people that we were really like shown. So I'm sure that, you know, there are probably even more than that. So I just thought it was like kind of played out and I didn't really like that they kept bringing him up. Um, yeah, so I agree. Um, Prince, I didn't like that. Um, he brought up that it was a big deal that he hasn't had sex in a year and a half. Um, I thought that that was just like, I agree. It was just too much for me. Um, and then John messes up their names. So those are who the- Who was John? I don't even know who John was. Um, I don't know. This is going to be a problem for me because there's so many people that I, I don't know. Well, we're getting, I mean, we're getting down to, they're eliminating people, you know, pretty quickly. I know that the first row ceremony didn't happen and they only ended up eliminating those three people. Three. Um, yeah. But we're already down to, in two episodes, we're down to 21 from 32. So yeah. it's going relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, the other question I had on these entrances was, have they ever had twins on the show before? Or is this the first time they did twins? Because I didn't like how the guys were grouped together. Like, that kind of wasn't fair, that they had to do everything together. I get it. Again, it was another gimmicky one, right? So they probably just came there knowing they were only going to be on the first episode because they were kind of a gimmick. But Okay, so they have had twins before. The only time that I've seen twins is Haley and Emily Ferguson. They were on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor. And um, they made it relatively far I want to say okay. that maybe like I don't I mean this could be wrong but like top eight ish um they end up going to Colorado which is where they're from and so he goes on a two-in-one date with them and meets their parents or their mom or whatever and then basically he ends up like choosing between them one of them goes on and the other one stays home with the mom were they up until that point? Were they on the show like individually? Like were they having their own dates? Were they having their own confessionals or do they keep them together yeah. too? So they had their own dates. They had their own confessionals, but they were very okay. much a group still. Yeah. Okay. So they're very together, but um, they end up being like really big names in the bachelor world. They end up appear appearing on paradise a couple different times. So, I mean, there's still hope for the twins as far as the franchise goes. It just wasn't, you know, for them. I bet they, I bet they would do better on Paradise. I think you're right. Um, okay, so as far as, like, introductions, Limo Android says, all of that goes. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Or what, what do you think about the first impression, Rose? Uh, so... Rachel gives it to Tino. So Tino was the guy she was talking to on the stairs. And he said, oh, I want to make a better memory for you on the stairs. Now, all I saw is Rachel was like collapsed and sobbed on the stairs. Was that after Clayton dumped her? Is that, yeah. was that the context of that? Okay. Yes. <laughs> because I was trying to figure that out. Okay. So 
I, I thought like he did a good job of like appealing to her, kind of making light of that situation and kind of like trying to be romantic with her. So I, I made sense that Rachel picked him. Um, and then Mario didn't make as big of an impression on me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So. Same. Okay. So I really liked Tino. Um, he gets Rachel's first impression rose. And that did not surprise me at all. I thought they had a really good conversation and I thought they had a good kiss. Um, I think that, yeah, that was her first kiss. So I would, I, I, and then with Mario too, I think that they had a good uh, conversation as well. But I thought it was really interesting that, I don't know if this is just the way that it was edited, but they, they like halfway through the, um, cocktail party first night thing they like kind of have a little powwow and it makes it seem like it's true but I thought it was really interesting that both Rachel and Gabby gave their first impression rose to the first guy that they kissed yeah right um so my you know, is that, is that, you know what <laughs> let's stay in that for a second is that typical because I'm like I was like really surprised. I'm like, this show is moving at a light speed here. We're already making, it's been five minutes of talking to someone. We're already making out. Is that how it usually goes? Yeah. So sometimes the lead will kiss like five people on the first night. Oh my God. I was like very surprised because the girl, like at first, I don't know if it was Rachel or Gabby, but one of them was like, like, I really like, I'm surprised you didn't kiss me. I'm like, you talked to him for three minutes. Like, what are we talking? I didn't realize the show, this, like I said, the show is much more intense than I knew. <laughs> it is. It is very intense. And it goes so fast. They like really push that bachelor bubble. Like the second you get out of the limo. Yeah, I guess so. Um, okay. So some of my other thoughts on the episode are, I like the race car driver, Jordan. Um, yeah. I love that Tino asked to kiss Rachel instead of just like going in for the kiss. I thought that especially with it being night one, that it was just really sweet of him to um, give the consent and the permission to do that. I thought, you know, it's just, it's just not something that we see in bachelor world, like super often. They're just expected to kiss kind of. And so I just thought that that was like very cute, very charming. Um, And then when we get to the very end of the episode, we, um, I think I already mentioned that they canceled the rose ceremony, but there were guys that they weren't really feeling it with. And so they, um, leave at the end of night one. And that is the magician and the two, um, twins. Yeah. Now, Usually in the first episode, they would eliminate more than that is what we're saying. Yeah. Okay. Now, how come they didn't get to speak to everyone? Why didn't they get to have one-on-ones with everyone? What is the order? Who is picking the order of the one-on-ones? Like, what are, what am I missing here? Um, so I think it's probably a little bit production, but I think that also um, all the guys are trying to talk to two people instead of one. I think that that was part of it. Um, I think that, you know, normal 32 guys is a lot of guys for the first night. Normally, um, it's closer to like 28, which I know is only four less, but it's still like an hour of conversations if you're spending 15 minutes with each guy, you know? So 
Um, I think, I, I think it's common. Like it, it, it is common to not get to everybody the first night. Um, but I think that it, since there is two of them, I think that just kind of added to the situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was something I was curious about. Um, the other, the other thing, I mean, we talk, kind of talked about like the, the, they keep using the same types of phrases over and over that I, I don't know, journey and intentional and opening myself up. I can't take these phrases that they keep doing over and over, but that's fine. Um, and then the other thing I thought about with this episode another, was another one that's kind of a joke in, in bachelor nation is that every single season, it's the most dramatic season of all time. Yes. Okay. That it kind of reminds me of the challenge when they have the clip every season that someone usually Tori now goes, this changes everything like that. Is it yeah. the same thing? Uh-huh. Um, so I, I kind of liked seeing the one-on-ones with the guys. There was a couple of guys that stood out to me. I liked, and I have him, I think his name is Jason, but I had him down as the guy from Boston who had the whiteboard, who was saying, this is how you speak it. If you're from Boston, and I thought she, he and Gabby had good chemistry together. So I like them. I agree with you. I like Jordan, the race car driver. And I think he was perfect for Rachel. Like they obviously have a lot in common. Um, and then who was the guy? Is this the episode with Logan? Logan is the, is the only one we see who talks to both of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're kind of setting Logan up to kind of have something with both of them in this episode. Mm-hmm. So who is your MVP and your LVP of this episode? Uh, MVP, I thought, I liked Hayden. He, Hayden is the guy who brought Rachel a birthday card. Now, I thought that was a little corny, but I they, they had good chemistry together. I, I definitely saw good chemistry be- between them. It was sweet. The birthday card was sweet. I'm sorry to say it's a little corny. I, it was sweet. Um, but I thought they had good chemistry together. And then the LVP, like, I think the twins kind of came off as like a joke. So mm-hmm. and a gimmick. So they're an easy LVP. Yes. Okay. So my MVP was Tino, um, pretty much for asking Rachel if he could kiss her. I thought that he was just kind of you know the star of the show he got the first impression rose I thought it was a very notable first impression rose um I guess a little bit of backstory for for you Michelle there was a streak of like four or five bachelorettes in a row yeah that their first impression rose was their winner oh I didn't know that which like never happens with bachelors. Like very rarely does the bachelor um, first impression rose end up winning. But there was wow. like, a streak starting with Caitlin Bristow that um, several bachelorettes after her, their their winner ended up being their first impression rose recipient. Interesting. So that's I, very interesting. Let's see if that. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe Tino. Maybe. I think Tino's gonna go really far. Yeah. Um, and then I agree with you. My LVPs were Justin and Joey, the twins. Um, yeah, they just, they, they just didn't do it for me. It ca- they came off as a joke, a gimmick, whatever. They're gone. Goodbye. We won't miss them. So what are your thoughts after the first episode 
on having two bachelorettes. What did you think uh, before the episode aired? And do you see things differently now that the episode has aired? So I thought like having two would kind of make it more of a light, fun show. Cause it's like, you're there with your girlfriend, your friend, like, t- t- like you can kind of talk about the guy. Like, I, I don't know how it is on normal bachelor, but it's like kind of fun to talk about guys with your best friend. Right. So I thought it was going to be more light, but then I saw the preview and they're all crying the entire time. And like, I couldn't believe the preview. I honestly almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, how is it this dramatic? Um, Rachel <laughs> no. devastated that no, like the, the, the clip that killed me is where Rachel keeps giving the guys a rose. They're like, I can't accept it. I can't accept it. I'm dying. And then they show the poor girl crying. And then they show Gabby sobbing in tears. So I, it's, I think it's going to make it even more amped up and even more dramatic if that's possible. Yeah. I completely agree. So before this, the season started, I thought that it was two bachelorettes was going to be great. I thought they were going to be able to talk to each other and help each other. Um, there are some other networks that have done um, similar things like Joe Millionaire has two leads. Um, the VH1 show Real Chance of Love had both of the brothers as the leads. So it's not like this is the first time that reality TV has done that. This is just the first time that the Bachelor franchise has done this. Um, and I'm not positive about this, but to my knowledge, this is the first time, though, that it has been two women as the lead instead of two men as the lead. Um, and I thought it was going to go really great because, like you said, just like that girl time, that like guy talk, you know, like about um, talking about boys is just like something that girls like to do. And so I thought that it was going to be, um, awesome, but yeah, I agree with you. Those tears after watching that trailer, I'm not so sure what to think. It could have just been, you know, a really messy trailer. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be really messy. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So do you have any final thoughts on episode one before we move on to episode two? No, I just need to get myself in the mindset that I'm in the Bachelor universe now and it's normal to kiss someone after three minutes of talking (laughs) and normal to be sobbing in tears (laughs) when one of 30 guys doesn't like you. Okay, I got to get myself in that universe. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I love that you're like, haven't been into this show before. Um, Just because first time Bachelor, I mean, it's just, it's so much fun to like learn and immerse yourself into this franchise. There's just so much to it. I'm, I'm so excited to um, hear your thoughts every week about this. Um, yeah, okay. Nice. So, so moving on to episode two, what are two things that you loved about the episode? What were your favorite moments? I just thought Nate, who is the one that Gabby picked for the date, seemed so genuine and nice. you could tell he was just like genuinely in shock that he got picked for this date and he just and listen anyone can come off as like a nice person on tv for a limited amount of time but he just seems like a really genuine nice guy so I really liked him um and I don't know how the dates are planned I assume the producers plan these dates but I think they did a nice job of giving Rachel and Jordan a date that catered to their interests with this zero gravity having the corvette that they drove to the day i just was like this is really nice they're doing something that can make them talk about their interest and what they like i thought it was pretty cool 
Yeah. So the zero gravity date was one of my favorite things too. Um, they have done a zero gravity date before and I actually tweeted this the last time that, um, there was a zero gravity date, the person ended up being the winner, which obviously we see this episode doesn't end up being the case here, but, um, yeah, so I just love the zero, zero gravity date. I think that that'd be so cool. I think that'd be so fun to do. Um, I love that Rachel says that she wasn't scared at all. Um, yeah, I just loved it. And then the other thing that I, I'm sorry. It was really cute. And I liked watching them float around. It was cute. It was, it was, it was good TV. I liked it. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, me too. I thought it was adorable, but okay. So the other thing that I loved was, so when they did the little, um, Speedo fashion show, the black boxes just kill me. So (laughs) I just think it's so funny that like, why are, okay. Why are we even doing this fashion show? Like, you know that this is going to be on TV. You know that you're going to black box it. Like, I just, I just think it's so funny that they did that. um, Because they have to, because it's ABC. But, and in like primetime or whatever. So they have to. But I just think it's so funny that they even like did the whole thing, knowing that they were just going to have to black box the whole thing. I wish that wouldn't have been. Like, let's get the Paramount Plus version where without the black boxes, okay? I was going to say, they're going to release an unedited version. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what were some things that you didn't like about the episode? All right, I didn't like the pageant at all. And, like, making the guys go in Speedos, it just was like felt like we're objectifying them. Yeah. Do they do this with women? Do they do, like, bikini pageants on previous seasons with women? Have they done this before? Um, not like this, but kind of, yeah, there's, there, yeah, there are like episodes that they'll do, um, like wrestling type things where they're dressed like pretty risque. There was one, I think it was Nick Vial season where they did a fashion shoot, um, where they were dressed up in, in like bikinis. Um, and, but they actually like had to, it was for like a magazine and they had to take pictures with Ben. And then that's where we get this like very infamous scene of Corinne who their, their scene is like their, what, yeah, their scene that they're, they're shooting or whatever is in the pool. And she like takes off her bikini top and as like, yeah, like a topless photo and so it's like a very like infamous scene. So yes. So there are, there are times that stuff like that mm-hmm. happens and the franchise does get criticized pretty much like you're saying, but. I mean, all I could think was if, if this was the bachelor and he had 30 women in bikinis, I think people would be really pissed off. Like, I don't know. I feel like people, people would, if he was like, okay, we're going to do a pageant and you're going to be standing there in a bikini and show me your talent. I think people would be like, what the is going on in the show so I don't know I I whatever it, it was fine but didn't love it um and then this part like totally threw me off when Rachel and Jordan are having dinner and the whole show Rachel's like I just want someone who can open up and be real and open up to me so then Jordan talks about how a hard moment in his life was his, his parents got divorced and I don't know, it seemed like Rachel right after that said, excuse me, got up, walked away and then told the producer she wanted to dump him. I'm like, he just opened up to you like you were asking. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
I was so confused. Yeah. I get it. So that was one of my least favorite moments too. I hated that Rachel was sending Jordan home and I hated how the way that she was talking to producers about it, saying that she was so confused. If you're confused, like this is your first one-on-one date. This is the first date. You don't have to know that this is the one yet. You shouldn't know that this is the one yet. If you're really not feeling it and you really don't like him, then send him home. But if you are truly confused and that's the right word that you're using, then you should keep him until next week. Throw him on a group date. You don't have to give him another one-on-one, but spend a little more time with him in a different setting to see if that relation can, can progress. Yeah. So he must've done something that rubbed her the wrong way. I don't know. I mean, has to be something, right? Like I can't, I can't really think of he anything. Lovely. I don't know. Um, yeah. The other thing that I really hated about this episode was Chris talking about the fantasy suites already. First of all, it is um, the second episode. You are just meeting the girls you haven't had a one-on-one date with them. You haven't had a group date with them. The only, you've only met them the first night at the first night's cocktail party in the limo entrances and during the Speedo fashion show. You haven't done anything else to know these women as well as you're making it, it seem like you do. And talking about basically having sex with them so early it was just such a turnoff to me. It was just so like inappropriate. And also the fact that he was saying that if they slept with more than one person, he would walk away knowing that they slept with both slept with Clayton and what happened in their season. I just thought the whole thing was super inappropriate. I was not a fan at all. See, this is something where I'm not in the Bachelor universe yet because I didn't get what the big freaking deal was. I'm like, don't they do fantasy suite every single season? Isn't it like a rite of passage of the show? Like, of course, it's like if you were on the challenge and you like were talking about the final, like no one's going to be like, you shouldn't be talking about the final yet. We're not there yet. But I guess because they're talking about sex fantasy suite equals sex. That's what I'm missing. Fancy sweet. When they say fancy sweet, they mean sex. That's the piece that I was missing as I was watching this. I couldn't believe what a big deal it became, but okay. Yeah. That helps so the lead doesn't always sleep with all three people. Um, there are plenty of instances where that, that hasn't happened, but there are also plenty of instances, just as many, probably 50, 50, where the lead sleeps with every person there and you just don't know because a lot of times like they don't even talk about it you know but sometimes they do and sometimes it's something that you don't find out for a really long time like I think we just found out within the last six months that Caitlin Bristow slept with all three people in her fantasy suite we didn't we knew that she slept with Nick and we knew that she slept with Sean for four years but we didn't find out until like a recent podcast interview that she did that she slept with Ben too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So based on the first episode, the fashion show and the um, intimate six person cocktail party, who would you have chose to go on your first one-on-one date? Um, 
I guess when I was an, when I was thinking about this question, I was kind of answering it based on only the fashion show. So I, I'm going to change my answer. So based on only the fashion show, I thought the Fabio guy, his name's Jacob, Christina. Yeah. I thought he was the funniest. But based on the whole picture, I really like Nate. So I guess I would have picked Nate. Okay. So I really like Nate too. I think that's a great choice. But I also chose Jacob. And the reason why is because Jacob is somebody that I can see going far I think that he's somebody that can have a connection with both of them. Um, he showed a funny side. He showed his um, smart, like, mortgage broker side. Um, so, you know, it makes you think that maybe he's good at, like, with his finances. So that's somebody that I can see when I think about, like, the future that I would maybe want a future with because I want somebody who's financially stable and knows what they're doing. Um, but also, like I said um, before, about his limo entrance, like, I can see him being a guy that maybe gets into some, some, like, rub some of the other guys the wrong way, so I don't know if he'll, like, necessarily go super far, but I don't know that I want my first one-on-one -on -one date to be someone who's in my final four. I mean, maybe, but the time that I have to wait between my first date with them and my last date with them, I have so many dates in between those, that I want to pick somebody that I like, that I'm going to have a really good time with, that I can potentially see a future with, but also he's not my number one guy. So does that mean if you pick someone for this first date, you can't pick them for date two, three, four, five, like you can't pick them again? It's very, very rare. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, they can go, they can go on a group date every single week you can go on a date with them you can see them but they're probably they're not getting a one-on-one -on -one date for a while got it <coughs> who was your lvp of the episode uh okay my lvp uh was logan i don't mind that he kissed both of the girls i don't mind that he like is giving both of them a chance but i feel like he is just doing like mad libs plug and play he's like telling them the same thing like I really like you fill in the name here because you have x y and z quality like he said the same type of sentence to both of them mm -hmm. and it just made me feel icky I didn't like it I I can see where you're coming from um but I feel a little bit differently about it because we're so early in for me um I would rather see them getting to know the women now and being figuring out which one he likes better now than seeing this in episode five. When I, if I see this in episode five, I feel like I'm going to feel more of some certain type of way about it because obviously, as we've seen, Bachelor World moves really fast. So connections are going to be forming and they're going to start having real feelings for these guys. And I think that it'll be, I would feel a lot worse about it in a few episodes than I do now, where they're still getting to know everybody. And I think that that's okay, because yeah. they said that they want the guys to be open to both of them. So if that's what they want, now is the time to do that, not later. Yeah, and I, I, I get it. I'm fine with that. I just think he... The way he's th like throwing his game at them is just, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you know, he's like doing kind of doing the same thing to both of like saying the same type of phrase. I'm just, oh, I don't know. I kind of run me the wrong way. 
Um, so I'm interested to see who he's going to gravitate more towards. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see who likes him. I'm interested to see if the girls will, will compare notes on him. I think he's going to be a great character for the show. Did we just... Okay, so my LVP is Chris for the reasons of bringing up the fantasy suite just so soon. I just... I really thought it was inappropriate. So he's my LVP or my, yeah, my LVP. Did we skip MVP and just go straight to LVP? I think we did, but we both talked about like who we really liked. So I okay. my MVP was Nate, but I kind of already talked about that. Yeah. Okay. So my MVP was also Nate. Um, I love that he opened up about being a dad and I just really liked their date. I thought that he was, um, he's one of my favorite guys there so like from what we've seen so far so I yeah he's very humble very seems very real I I really like him a lot so do you have any other thoughts on Bachelor what we have seen the last two episodes any closing thoughts on this episode what are your final thoughts uh, my the only other thing I want to add is I hated the elimination. The well, what is it called? The the rose ceremony. See, I'm using terms from other shows. The rose ceremony because I have no idea who went home and I have no idea who stayed. So yeah. I, the only person notable that I noticed going home was Jason, who was the guy from Boston, and I was a little surprised because I thought he had a good chemistry with Gabby in that first episode. But then in this episode, he was talking about liking Rachel. So I, I must have missed something. So many guys kind of kind of confusing and hard. So I don't know who went home. And I wish they kind of like even like flashed everyone on the screen or had them say like, oh, I'm sad to be leaving quick, like a quick little thing so I could see the name and the person. But I guess there was maybe no one really that notable that they showed too much of. So they didn't feel like they needed to do that. So a lot of times at the end, there is like a little exit interview thing, but Yeah, I'm thinking just because there's so many guys that left this episode, that has to be why. Um, I agree with you completely. I feel like there are still so many guys left that we, and even guys that left that we really don't know yet. So um, dwindling it down a little bit. um, I guess they didn't even show all of the guys get their rose during the rose ceremony. I know that it was a conversation in the group chat that someone thought that, um, shout out Swaz, he thought that there was only 16 people left. He's like, wow, 32 down to 16 in just two episodes. And in my head, I'm like, that cannot be right because that would mean that there's essentially eight for each person. And yeah, we might mix and mingle a little bit with them, but it can't be that much. That cannot be right. So I went back and I um, watched that like little last scene and there were 18 roses that were given out at the last rose ceremony and there were three people that already had roses and I like literally froze the screen at the end when they did the toast and I counted all the guys in in the toast and so there are 21 men left so um from episode one until now we have already gotten rid of 11 people which um is kind of a lot but also eight. So on this one, they got rid of eight because the first one, we got rid of the twins and the magician. So that was three. Well, so this got rid of six at the rose ceremony because she got rid of Jordan during the one-on-one date. And we got rid of Chris during the cocktail party. 
Got it. So six at this ceremony. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree with you. I wish um, we knew a little bit more before we jumped on this. I, I even went to, um, and I can look again really quick to see if it's up, but I doubt it is. Um, but I went to reality Steve's blog to see if he had posted his week or his yeah recap yet, because I know he'll have it all broken down in that recap, <laughs> um, who got eliminated and who didn't, but Let me just really fast see if, because I know it'll be there. I really noticed was Jason. The, the rest, I'm like, I don't remember this person. I don't, you know, there was no one else that I felt was notable. Yes, he does have it up now. So let's okay. see really fast if I can find. Come on, Steve, just give me the ending. Yeah. His blog is like four pages long, so I am literally I'm skipping to page four right now. Um, so he recaps every episode, is what you're saying? Yeah, he recaps every episode. So Reality Steve is the Bachelor spoiler guy. So he is like the gamer in Pink Rose of Bachelor World. <laughs> okay. doesn't, he doesn't hide at all. He okay. what he yeah so. Rose ceremony time. Logan and Nate and Johnny are safe with roses. Gabby's roses go to Jason, Eric, Jordan, Michael, Jacob, Termaine, Meatball, Spencer, Ethan. And then Rachel's roses go to Avon, um, Zach, Quincy, Tino, Tyler, Hayden, Kirk, Alex, and Mario. Um, the six eliminated were Ryan, John, Brandon, Justin B, Matt, and Colin. Oh my God. This entire time, I think I called this guy the wrong name. So Jason oh is still there. He got Gabby's first rose. I, okay. The entire time I'm saying Jason, I meant Ryan, who is the, I'm looking at pictures of the guys now. I'm sorry. I I'm saying Jason, I meant Ryan, the investment director from boston massachusetts the entire time i wow so i'm sorry a lot a lot of guys here that i'm like getting confused with their names so jason is still there and let me see who jason is well one's an investment baker and one is an investment director so i can see and they look pretty much the same (laughs) to me so i see why i got confused but i was speaking of ryan Okay. And I, I do remember Brand, Brandon too. He was eliminated. I remember him too. Cause I was like, oh, he's really young. He was only 23 and a bartender. I remember him too. Yeah. And Colin didn't get very much screen time. He had a couple of confessionals, but um, other than that, I mean, I don't think anybody super notable left. So who, so Brandon, Colin, and then who else? Um, Ryan, John, Brandon, Justin B., Matt L and Colin were the ones that got eliminated. So we have 21 guys left this week. And according to reality, Steve, we have one more week at the mansion before um, we start traveling. Usually when it starts traveling, um, only like one or two people get eliminated per episode. So you less people get eliminated per episode, but like, so it's still, you know, a longer show or whatever. You just get to know those people more. Um, and 
those numbers are, are more intimate. So I would say that tra travel usually is like the top 12. Hi, I'm Shirley Wood and I love oh, to yeah. add Metamucil powders as part. Wow. Thanks Reality Steve for that ad that just came up. <laughs> okay, well, I, you know what I'm gonna have to do? I'm gonna have to pull up this Bachelorette cast page on abc.com when we're talking about these episodes because I can see the photos of the guys and their names. So I don't make the same mistake I did this time. Yes, so those are kind of my final thoughts on the episode. Do you have anything else you wanna say before um, we close here? No, what's happening next week? Do you have any idea? What do you mean? Is like episode, what do they usually, is there something they usually do on the third episode or is oh, it going to be just like group dates so, maybe? Yeah. So normally um, we get like two group dates and a one-on-one -on -one date, but okay. there are two bachelorettes. We're obviously going to be getting two one-on-one -on -one dates. So I'm just really not sure what they're going to do format wise as far as airtime goes because obviously the two bachelorettes are going to be um getting the most screen time out of anybody so um, as far as that kind of thing goes you should totally on um uh, instagram follow bachelor data and they break down like the screen time for every episode and who's getting the most screen time they break down um like each season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorettes and The First Impression Roses and how far those people get. Like, there's just so much different um, data and analysis that they do. It's really cool. It's a really fun thing to um, look at if you're if you're getting into the show. Oh, I'm, I've just followed them and I see you follow them and Swaz follows them. And then I have a few other friends that follow them too. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a good follow for sure. So, okay, wrapping up this episode of the Reality Served Real podcast, we have covered now, we are all caught up on um, the shows that we were behind on. We got you caught up on All Star Shore. We got you caught up on The Bachelorette. Hopefully, we are, our plan is to have more of a regular schedule going forward. Um, what we're thinking is that we'll probably be doing um, Challenge USA and All-Star Shore recaps in one episode, and then we'll be doing um, Bachelorette recaps and F-Boy Island um, analysis in another one. Um, yes. We had a request from someone, um, again, shout out Swaz, who really wanted us to cover F-Boy Island. Um, it is a show that is on HBO Max, and neither Michelle or Abby have HBO Max and he wanted us to cover it so badly that he shared his login info with them so that we could cover it. So I think that um, going forward, that'll probably be uh, kind of a schedule that we're on. But yes. Um, any other closing thoughts? For watching I haven't. No. Have you? No, I bet I will. That's next up on my list. Same, same. All right. Well, Thank you everyone for tuning in and uh, we really appreciate you and we will see you soon.